from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Good, good morning, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast. I'm excited to be with you all this Wednesday morning, January 3rd, 2024. Who could believe it? Who would have thunk it? It's 2024. It's a big, big year in a lot of different aspects, right? Obviously, in November of this year, we get to go to the polls here in America and elect a new president. And as such, that's going to bring about a whole lot of activity. We're going to talk a little bit about that today as well on the show. What's going on on the federal government side on the critical infrastructure and OT cyber attacks that continue to be on the rise? And the global outlook does not look good on the OT cyber side, meaning we're we're an attack away from potentially a disaster uh, we'll be talking about that and a whole bunch of more uh, a b- whole bunch of other items on this morning's show so thank you for tuning in to everyone watching us live on x and youtube and linkedin and facebook and twitch and uh and rumble thank you all for being here this morning really grateful to have you tune in um, if you haven't seen our Substack, please make sure to go and 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 subscribe to our Substack. You can get a free subscription. You can support us monthly, um, or you can support us annually. And if you do the annual subscription on our Substack, we send you this beautiful, amazing espresso travel mug. For those who don't know, I enjoy my espressos religiously, and having one that's warm that can last about forty minutes to fifty minutes to maybe an hour sometimes, uh, staying at the temperature that's perfect for an espresso is key and if you're a coffee person like i am you know how important that is by the way there's a new segment we're launching later this year that's only going to be available on our youtube instagram and substack uh it's our espresso reviews that's right start hitting up coffee shops trying out their espressos letting you know how good they are we may add a pastry we may not depending on on the mood but we'll be doing those and those episodes are coming really really soon so can't wait to share some of that with all of y'all so now join me for a coffee cup cheers this morning. Let's go ahead, get this ball rolling with Xerox reporting a data breach over the weekend. The US-based subsidiary for Xerox business solutions are the ones that really went through the breach. Xerox, big, big company. We've got a ton of subsidiaries. This is Xerox business solutions. The attack didn't affect our corporate systems, had no impact on the company's operations or data. An investigation has been launched into the matter to determine whether or not any PII was compromised. The preliminary investigation is indicating that limited personal information in the Xerox business services environment may have been affected. As per their policy and standard operating procedures, they will notify all affected individuals as required. To date, however, the company has not provided any details on whether it impacted clients, employees, or partners. They've not shared what type of cybersecurity incident it is, whether it's a ransomware attack or a specific data breach. On December 30th, the group listed Xerox on its Tor website, um, uh, posting screenshots of documents allegedly stolen from the company as proof of intrusion. Since then, that entry was taken down, suggesting that Xerox may have engaged in communicating with the criminals in order to pay the ransom. Uh, So... Couldn't find anything else. Security Week did a really good job summarizing what other people like to make it 1,700 pages. They do it pretty, pretty easily. Orbit Chain, the South Korean uh, platform for crypto, uh, lost $86 million on the last day of the year, specifically around Ether, DAI, Tether, and USD coin. 
Uh, Orbit is the blockchain platform designed to function as a multi-asset hub, supporting interoperability between various blockchains, decentralized applications, and services. It's not directly used by investors to buy assets or services like the traditional ones. It's rather got the infrastructure to support a broader ecosystem. The first unauthorized transaction of a series of drain attacks involving multiple assets began on December 31st at 9.07 p.m. UTC, just several hours uh, before New Year's Eve. Blockchain intelligence platform Arkham reports that uh, Orbit's chain's balance went from $115 million to $29 million instantly, meaning they lost just around $86 million dollars. Uh, in just a few minutes, the nature of the exploit leveraged by the attackers to perform the attack remains unknown at this time. And it's believed to be state-sponsored out of North Korea. Orbit says it's working with the Korean National Police and Korea's Internet Security Agency, which specializes in DPRK threats. Uh, this is likely being attributed to the Lazarus Group out of North Korea. It's it's their MO to go after this and at a, at a sensitive time nonetheless new year's eve ot cyber attacks are on the rise we've got two stories to talk about that this first one is what is the federal and state governments doing to really help water facilities as someone who's in the ot cyberspace now i can tell you that as a practitioner you don't get a lot of help a lot of these organizations really you know they operate with and must you know, the, the kind of bare minimum to operate the facility staff uh, simply because of regulation, by the way. This isn't something where uh, someone would say this is corporate greed of sorts or whatnot. Uh, utilities are heavily, heavily regulated. When you think of water, electricity, uh, sewage, uh, oil and gas, not so much, but but the others are, right? And so th they're heavily regulated. Those regulations give them a limit on what they can spend and what they can actually do and cyber's always been kind of uh on the back end of this one especially across water systems uh as as we obviously know we, we spoke about this extensively in december so this page talks a little bit about what's going on this article here specifically talks a little bit about what's going on on the federal government side well here, here's the thing about the federal government side and and I'm, I'm going to say the quiet part out loud just here for just a second. The government's not going to solve these problems, right? The challenge we have currently with a lot of these OT uh, and, and a lot of these local and municipal utilities and critical infrastructure facilities is, one, they don't have the knowledge. Number two, the states continue to look for the federal government for help rather than building their own capabilities. One of the only states that has any sort of type of cyber capabilities is new york and that's because new york city established their own cybersecurity uh, unit in within nypd that does that that that's really now a huge partner but we know that nation states are targeting these local utilities we're hoping the federal government can help but the congress and the senate can't even pass a federal privacy bill or a federal data and notification bill it, all this is going to do is end up rolling into an agency, and then that's where the funding and the powers and the politics of D.C. get in the way of actually getting something done. Meaning, as we saw with the oil pipelines, for some reason, oil pipelines are under TS, oil pipeline cybersecurity responsibility. Any pipeline is the responsibility of TSA, not CISA, whose cybersecurity infrastructure security agency, the I is in their name, and pipelines happen to be infrastructure. Instead, in order to continue to prop up a federal agency called the TSA, uh, the guys who ask you to take off your belt, take your laptop out of your bag, those guys at the airport, that's right, 
your comments later. All right. Um, so, so there's 50,000 water utilities across the U S today that don't have the support that just don't have it. And so what, what, what's going to happen here? I think States need to take control over their local utilities. And then the States need to kind of have their senators and their congressmen in Congress fund the state activity with a partnership with CESA, not any other organization. If I was going to walk into the White House tomorrow, speak to any sort of leader, it'd be like centralize all of critical infrastructure security, all of it under CISA. Let Jen and her team lead this. They've shown that they're capable of making changes when they're given the power and that they're competent, that they're able to earn the trust of the people. Um, and Jen's worked really hard to restore CISA after the damage Krebs did there. So. Um, there's 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 stuff to be said to to that as well and here's hoping that uh dc does something around it because and i say this because yesterday i spoke to all y'all about this article we saw uh, this new story i saw over the weekend in israel about all the cyber attacks on their ot systems and just in general well now dark reading has kind of come up with one of their own stories here around this specific thing maybe they watched the show i'm not sure um so 2023, obviously, the October 7th attacks in Israel killed 1,400 civilians. Um, um, and, and Israel's been in its longest war, really, since its inception, um, um, over just getting uh, hitting the 90-day mark here um, in just a few days. So a lot of uh, people are in reserves, uh, including some, some people in my own family, are in reserves and on the front lines uh, in Israel uh, fighting this war. Many friends are there as well um so shout out to all of them but what we're seeing is uh, a barrage of cyber attacks against israel a barrage being ddos attacks or specific types of data wiper attacks against specific organizations mainly against their ot systems particularly the uh, water systems in israel as well as some of the energy systems in israel um so you're seeing some physical consequences there's shutdowns there's been damage done to some equipment, they're having to replace stuff. There's been interruption in some of those critical services in Israel, meaning there's been issues with internet going in and out uh, with some family members we've spoken with um, and, and, and many others. These things continue to, to hinder the, the, the Israelis, and the Israelis are a cybersecurity powerhouse, but it just lets you know how simple it is uh, to really interrupt critical infrastructure and cause disruption. They're not taking down the system. They haven't disconnected Israel from the internet, but what they've done is Israel's got some good redundancies there, obviously, but they're they're using those redundancies. And when those redundancies happen, you have a bad service, right? So that, that creates a lack of productivity, lack of production, frustration, a whole bunch of stuff that happens with it. Now the Israelis are a resilient team. And so, and, and it was very, very resilient country. Um, if you haven't noticed uh, since October 7th, uh, 360,000 people uh, went into the reserves. Companies uh, are operating where, where um, men are going into war uh, 70 days in, 80 days in. The women are home with their kids working, uh, taking kids to school, doing everything else, running the household while the men are out fighting the war. Uh, a true testament to the capabilities of, of so many of those. So we're seeing a lot of this happen while Venture talks specifically about this in a little bit more details. And we're going to get you some more information on this here uh, later this week as well. Um, but you're seeing a lot of these OT cyber attacks. It's happening there. It's going to happen to us. We saw this happen, by the way, into Ukraine as well. So if it's happening in Ukraine, it's going to happen everywhere else too. 
Sissa for their end are adding two known vulnerabilities to their Kev catalog. That's the known exploited vulnerabilities, a recently patched flaw in Google Chrome and a bug affecting an open source Perl library for reading information in an Excel file called Spreadsheet Parse Excel. The agency has given both of those CVEs until January 23rd to mitigate CVE 2023-7024 and 7101. According to vendor instructions or stop using the products all together. So those have been added and it seems to be that the Chinese are taking advantage of the parse Excel specific vulnerability with active exploits in the wild. And Google tag is saying that they're seeing a bunch of activities around the Chrome vulnerability. So make sure you get your Chrome version updated. In 2023, we saw 21 new malware families designed to target Mac OS systems. According to Patrick Walder, Wardall, sorry, a researcher specializing in the security of Apple devices, he's published a blog post analyzing the new malware families that emerged last year, and the total number represents an increase of over 50% over 2022, and Mac's going to continue to be there the more people use Mac. Mac kind of had this aura of security built in um, because of the proprietary system and so forth, but like anything technological, it's got vulnerabilities. And threat actors are looking for them. And once they find them, they take advantage of them. The OS malwares that emerged in 2023 include ransomware, namely a Mac version of Lockbit and a piece of ransomware named Turtle. While neither of them posed a serious threat at the time of discovery, their existence shows that criminals are interested in starting to target Apple devices. And that could be something on the 2024 agenda. Info stealers spotted include Pureland, Realist, Meta Stealer, Atomic Stealer, Jaska Go, Mac Stealer, and Go. Sorry, those are all information stealers in Mac, and those are all developing as well. So we're bound to see 2024. And if you're in, if uh, as a practitioner, if you've got Mac in your environment, you really got to beef up. Make sure you've got a good MDR on your Macs. Make sure you're doing the right backups. Make sure you've got good hygiene because they're not going to stay, uh, you know, victimless forever. At some point, uh, someone's going to get through, and that's kind of going to be the beginning and ending for all of it. And finally, you guys know those Lexus Christmas to remember type of commercials. Well, nonetheless, cyber criminals collectively leaked some 50 million records for free over the weekend uh, in the days leading up to Christmas as kind of a free leaks leaks mess. They're leaking Christmas, suggesting the threat actors were sharing their data with other criminals as a form of mutual gratitude in a bet to attract customers during the busy holiday season. This is according to an assessment done by ReSecurity after the researchers spotted several threat actors just getting in holiday cheer and just saying, here's some data for all y'all. Free data. This is not the Santa of North Pole. This could be the Santa of China. Um, so cyber criminals are dealing in stolen payment data. They're also uh, look at it as an opportunity to attract new buyers for 2024. Hey, giving you some data. You made some money. Why don't you work with me in 2024? And together, we can make magic. That's exactly what they did here, leaking some 22 million records containing uh, protected data of a Peruvian telecom provider, uh, Movestar. We talked about that breach earlier last year, uh, as well as stuff that's associated with a Vietnamese fashion retailer uh, and some one and a half million records belonging to customers of a French company. Not all the data was being shared freely over the holiday, but some of it was. Um, There's also Klarna, a Swedish fintech company. Uh, You know, their data leaked, you know, multiple threat actors doing it, a whole bunch of people at it. What an exciting time Christmas was for cyber criminals as they all just got in holiday spirit and were sharing, 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 sharing. So that's it for our show this morning. We'll be back 
with a whole lot more tomorrow, 9 a.m. Eastern, right here on your favorite podcast listening platforms and social media channels. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great rest of your day. And most importantly, y'all, stay cyber safe. We love feedback, so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.